Welcome to Never Just a Dog. I'm your host, John Littlefair. And in this episode, I'm joined by Warren Littlefair, who happens to be my brother. So sit back and enjoy as we share our favourite memories with dogs from our childhood. We grew up in a small farm four hours south of Perth, family farm, potatoes, apples and, and beef cattle. And what are your early memories of the farming days? And most importantly, how long did it take you before you could actually eat an apple or a potato again? The uh, the joy of eating potatoes for every single night of the uh, every single night of the week has slowly faded away. So potatoes are back on the menu. I think my wife's really happy to see her being able to to put uh, put spuds, as we call them in Western Australia, back on the menu. Yeah, I think so, mate. The um, I, I I went, I think, for a few years where I couldn't even eat uh, a roast dinner, and now I love it because like, it was all meat and three veg. It was really healthy. It was uh, like mum's mum's favourite cooking every night, meat and three veg. So we weren't uh, we weren't really complaining. And pancake night every now and then, which was which was good. Well, to set the scene, really, my obviously we had mum and dad. There was my older sister Nat, and also two. Younger brothers, yourself and Lyndon, who are twins, very not identical twins. Lyndon's tall and and you're a lot shorter. That's a very uh, a generous estimate, I would have thought. But you're still three-time Ironman. Absolutely. Which I can't, could never pick it, but uh, I've seen the medals, but I think you bought them on eBay. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what you can get on eBay and, you know, for $34 was, was absolutely fantastic to grab those. Bit harder than sixteen hours, like slaving it out, running, swimming, and cycling. So yeah, early days. There was there's definitely photos because every now and then, I, when I go to mum and dad's, there's the photo albums. You get it out and you ask about the dog. And apparently, this dog before we were born that was um, was vicious. It was more like a cattle dog, but apparently, according to mum and dad, but only one person in the family could ever get close to it, and that was our older sister Nat. Do you, has mum and dad told you that story? Or? No, not at all. I, I'm a bit like yourself. I remember the the pictures of the dog, um, or the border collie, I should say. I could never remember the border collie. I don't, I don't think I was actually born at that time. Um, I certainly do remember from well as soon as I could walk, or, or any any memories I've got is remembering always having a dog on the farm or always having a, a dog with us. Um, but I, I certainly don't remember the border collie. I must admit, look, I'm going to have to have a look, look at the photos again when I go down and see uh, to mum and dad's place. But just thinking now, it looks more like a stuffed toy. I reckon it's a setup. Yeah, that I that I could imagine. I, I could imagine it'd be uh, something they mum and dad laugh every night about, and the, the great joke about the uh, the famed dog, which never was. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the fearless Natalie, our older grandiose sister. So no, she's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I remember the first dog on the farm. Obviously, we were pretty young, but was uh, was Jet, a black Labrador. Can you remember her? Absolutely. She's she's my recollection of of the um, having a, a dog on the farm. Um, you know, being quite young and and stuck in the house or stuck in the yard all the time um, with with obviously Lynn and my our twin brother um, before we went to school, etc. So the the dog was sort of constantly there by your side or or trying to get some food off you to be a Labrador or, or anything like that. So she was a she was a ripper jet. I remember uh, some great times having with her. And uh, you, you look back on those days and you go, oh, that was a that was a great fun with a with the dog. I know. Actually, that's one thing in the photo albums. Um, there's mum and dad took lots of photos. I think mum and dad um, definitely made sure that there was always a, a dog around. And it was dad's much to his credit, and we love him to bits. 
he introduced dogs to us in a early early part of our life and and nothing's nothing's really changed i'm not sure you know looking at the photos jet was always in the kitchen and near the cake making mix and we'd be sitting up on the you know, scraping the last of the the bowl, which that was our favourite treat. Better than meat and three veg at that stage as kids. But we, but Jet was always there in 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 the photos, which was pretty awesome. Like early memories, especially having the photos to to prove it. I, I remember, I remember as as she kind of got older, and I know myself personally as a kid, you don't really understand what's going on. But I remember her getting really really sore and limpy, and Mum and Dad trying to explain to us that. She was getting old and she was getting stiff. Don't know if you remember that. You're pretty probably pretty young. Yeah, I was quite young when we when Jet was Jet was around. Obviously with with our twin brother Lyndon. So a lot of memories of, of Jet, but specifics are, are quite hard. Um, probably the, the biggest one is just across the journey, having having the dog always being there. And it's it's quite funny when you mentioned the the photos of the dog with the the cake tin or the cake making and. And back in those days, there was no store-bought cakes or anything like that. Everything was always handmade in the in the mixer, etc. And I, I remember looking not so long ago at some photos of which I thought were family photos, but front and centre or prior to place was Jet trying to eat, lick all the uh, all the icing off the bowl, etc. So they're probably some of my strongest memories of Jet. Um, pretty good memories all the same, um, but I was I was quite young in those days. I certainly um, I certainly remember stealing some of the dog biscuits, going, "Oh, this looks like." like a candy bar or whatever. So, yeah, might have a munch on that until mum sprung me and then went, nah, um, I don't know if she yelled or, or went, oh, great, don't have to cook for him tonight. I remember Jet, I, I do remember one thing with Jet because um, dogs weren't allowed to leave the yard. That was like, they were pretty well trained, so we didn't chain them up or it wasn't fences or whatever. But coming home, I can't remember where it was, but she was down like in front of the house and down in the paddock a bit and she was just walking and having a good time. And then she spotted us, so she'd been sprung. So she went from walking normally to limping. She took the sympathy vote. Oh, I think Jet was uh, one of the greatest actors of all time. I remember uh, vaguely that story, and it's it's quite ironic because uh, down the track with myself, and my wife, our first dog we uh, we bought was a was a golden lab or a yellow lab, and uh, we we called that that dog Oscar. So uh, I think the acting uh, came through just a, just a little bit yeah. on those dogs. That I, I do remember. It's hard as a kid. I don't. I, I remember her passing away. Unfortunately, she had to. Um, get put to sleep, but I do remember Dad um, placing her under, I think it's a liquid amber tree in the backyard and, and putting some stones. And that, I guess as a kid, that was my first my first sort of, uh, in, in a sense, ceremonial or, or, or tribute or plaque or whatever in, in that case because, and it was something that Dad, you know, felt really strongly. I know he was really hurting about that, thinking back, because he really made sure there was a really uh, amazing tribute to to Jet when she when um after she passed away. Yeah, I remember that. It's it's when you look back at it as a kid you think everything's so instantaneous or everything lasts forever. Um and looking back at those I remember when when Jet passed away. I mean, sad times for all of us. It was probably our first time we we had an experience with with someone passing away so close to you even you know with with the dog passing away um you know like i just said it's it was quite a surreal moment because you think as a child you think everything's forever um and that was the first time i know myself where you thought well you know what everything's not forever 
I remember after Chet passed away, because you're so young and you're just trying to recollect everything, but there was there was a stage that there was no dog in the house. It may have gone for a couple of years. I'm, I'm not really sure. No, there was definitely no dog in the house. And I remember that quite quite vividly. You know, like I said, you're so used to it and thinking everything forever. But whilst there was no dog in the house, do you remember a visitor we had for a couple of months by the name of Rue? Oh, Rue. I hadn't thought about that for years and years and years. And now you've brought it up. That's come back. So can I, do you want me to tell this story? Absolutely. So Rue was a, was a kangaroo, which is a bit of a surprise. We're very original on the farm. I mean, I think we would have taken all of two seconds to come up with that name. I think Nat might have named Rue. Rue, she was the master of naming every every animal. We didn't get a look in. <laughs> I would have called him David. David would have been a perfect name. Yeah, I would have loved David. So, so Dad brought Rue. Rue was orphaned. Um, I think her mum had, um, had passed away. So rocks up after a day on the farm, and he's got this little Joey, and of course. We called uh, called him Roo, and he was. We treated him like a dog because he he would bounce around the house, chasing up and down the passageway. Roo was fantastic. I, I recall exactly that talking about or or looking back at Roo um, and chasing us up and down the passageway and and looking around and you you, you think from that time you go oh, this is again this is for forever. Um, but Rue was, was fantastic. It sort of you look back and go, what an experience to have a what is such a wild animal come into your house, um, and be so, I suppose, loving or so so much part of the family in such a short time. Um, so Rue was Rue was a ripper. Apart from our absolute originality coming up with um coming up with a name for Rue, I remember Rue sleeping in a in a beach bag. Uh, Rue slept in my room. Yeah, absolutely was. I remember vividly Rue would sleep on the door handle in your room in in a beach bag. It was absolutely fantastic to see. Yeah, I know. But I think um, Dad used to, I remember now, Dad used to let Rue out and because being a wild animal, he wanted to go, well, have to let this, um, have to let Rue go. And then he'd stay and stay and stay. And then, then just one morning he, he wasn't there. And that that was sad, but we all knew that, that was the way that it had to be. It wasn't, we, we couldn't keep him contained. But Dad said, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to tell it anyway. You know, boys, I was, this is about two or three years on, I was up the back paddock and there was this massive roo up there and I think it was roo, I think it was our kangaroos kind of just checking in and he's the biggest kangaroo that I've ever seen. We all nodded and believed him and then when he left the room, we just laughed and went, yeah, as if... But, Oh, nothing like the truth to get in the way of a good story. Oh, but, yeah. but it shows the the love for animals as a family we had. Um, you know, Dad bringing home an orphan Joey, which would have perished in the wild, um, raising it in, in a way, in a sense, to go to go back and realising that it belongs in the wild, and actually putting it in place so we can um, so I can go back into the wild. I, I think that's a you know, a fantastic story. It would have been just as easy to, to let it go its own way, but to, to bring it into our household, um, introduce us as kids to a to a wild animal. We were so used to having, obviously, domesticated dogs and the odd cat, and I look back with, with great pride and fa- fantastic memories of Rue. I mean, he was only with us for a short time, but I think he made a, a huge influence over everyone. And also, 
when released back in the world three years later, became the largest kangaroo in living history, according to Dad. Absolutely. So fast forward, I'm not sure how far from then, I remember us walking home from school and there was you, yourself, myself, Lyndon, Nat, and we were cutting across the paddock to save a bit of time. And I do remember Dad having, um, there was like a box and he was on waiting for us to get home from, from school. We didn't know what it was. We could sort of see him standing there. And as we walked closer, there was this little head poking out a golden Labrador puppy. Oh, I think that was one of the uh, most favourite days of my life. I remember walking home um, from where we got dropped off by the bus, walking down the down the road and across the uh, across the paddock or across the field, and uh, looking at the the box. And I'm not quite sure whose smile was bigger the the puppy smile for being excited to see everyone, or Dad's smile to uh, to introduce us to our uh, new family member. Yeah, Dad was pretty stoked. And uh, the puppy is smiling, going, wow, heaps of kids, which means heaps of treats. Like Labradors, they're born with uh, the need for the food. So the Labrador puppy was named Shandy. Now, of course, I think it was our sister Nat that got the naming rights. Absolutely. And I don't know whether, was it, was she named Shandy because of the song Shandy that was by the band Kiss at the time or... I think the uh, the romantic side of the story would would say it was by the by the uh, by the song by Kiss, but uh, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, Shandy came about by for Australians. A, a Shandy is a drink, is a uh, is a sprite or lemonade mixed with beer, so it comes up with a very uh, not exactly a strong beer look to the uh, look to the drink, but quite a quite a light golden shade to it. So I think Shandy definitely came about by the uh, by the drink in that time. Yeah, it wouldn't have been Nat. It must have been Mum or Mum or Dad. We were too young to drink, so yeah. Or well, maybe Natalie was sneaking some in. In um, I remember at the time there was so Shandy came into our life, and then there are always kind of cats around, and we 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 love cats. Dad never warmed. Dad didn't hate cats, but there was there was one uh, cat called Shiva, and I think she picked up the vibe from Dad. But I reckon she knew, and that cat tormented him. I, I, I remember, um, I remember one Christmas day there was Nat had uh, been given by Mum and Dad. I think it was a new ABBA, like a vinyl record, and she had it playing. And then this cat leapt onto the the vinyl, and as it spun around, obviously it clipped the needle and scratched it and destroyed it. I think that was like the first move of a torment for Dad because he was so he wasn't furious, but Nat was crying. It was. Oh, I think looking back, that's quite a quite hilarious i mean obviously the the cat with its uh tormenting of dad but also the, the lack of torment for us because we didn't have to listen to an abba record yet again did you train was it linden that trained shiva to jump on that record oh i think it might have been myself just quite yeah good work good work i remember our dining table in in off from the kitchen and i don't know i think i might have been the only one that witnessed this but we're sitting, Dad would sit at the head of the table and we'd all be around. That was our thing. We sat down for dinner every, or lunch or, or dinner tea every night. And I looked up and behind that cat had climbed right to the top of the fly screen sliding door and was just looking and peering in. Dad was none the wiser. I'm biting my tongue trying not to laugh. These days, if I had an iPhone, I would have said, Dad, can I take a photo of you? And then sent it to him like a day later. Oh, the, the stories we'd have if we could uh, take a few photos and recollect uh, exactly all of those. Probably my greatest moment 
with a dog. And this is a pretty big call and most hilarious moment is that you and I got to witness the infamous burger story. The, the burger story, I'd agree. Absolutely one of the funniest dog stories or, or one of the funniest stories growing up. Okay, so every now and then, and this was, if it wasn't pancake night, mum would take a break from meat and three veg and it was burger night. The idea was that mum would lay all the stuff out, like so the bread, the... Um, we'd cook the burgers up and we'd make um, we'd make burgers in the kitchen by ourselves. So it was it was brilliant. So you could load those suckers right up, um, like three feet high, like with uh, beetroot cheese, you name it, as much um, tomato sauce, tomato ketchup as as you could find. So you and I were pretty quick. We 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 got in there and we we got that crap done pretty quick, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. There was a quick or the dead there. Quick or the dead because you never know when your next meal's coming, which is uh, not true. But next meal steak and three veg. We both knew that. So. So we're sitting in the lounge room, winter, beautiful fire roaring. We're munching into our burgers, and Lyndon's always a bit of a, like, he's a little bit slower than us in getting things happening. So we're um, we're munching halfway through our burgers, and Lyndon comes in eventually and puts his on the couch. I think we're both eyeing it off. Anyway, I don't know what happened, but he, well, first he went, he went back into the kitchen to get a glass of water or whatever, and then... Someone must have left the door open. Shandy, who had actually, you know, grown into a big bullfed Labrador, comes bowling into the lounge room, heading for the fire, looks right, sees the burger, two bites, gone, straight down into her stomach, lays by the fire without missing a beat. And you and I were just sitting there looking at each other going, what just happened? The nonchalant way she lay by the fire and... Just so easily she grabbed that burger and devoured it in, you know, I'm not quite sure she actually bit it in half. I'm pretty sure no. she inhaled it. She, she inhaled it. It was two bites. I don't think, she didn't chew it. But it, was, it was gone. There was no chewing it was going on. perfect burger stealing execution. And the, uh, the best bit though, the best bit was Lyndon coming back in the lounge room and he said, where's my burger? And we both said the dog just ate it. Oh, I think to this day could sit there and, and talk to Lyndon over the phone and say, you know what, Lyndon, the dog didn't actually eat the burger. Uh, we ate the burger. And he would say, finally, you've admitted to it. But unfortunately for Lyndon, sorry, I hate to say, the dog was the perpetrator. It's still the best. Absolutely. I wish I had that on video. Just you and me witness that sucker. So, and that's Labradors for you. They'll in, they inhale inhale the food. A lot of I, I do eat food fast and a lot of people have including family members that said that they've copied, Labradors have copied my eating habits from from me. But you look at Dad. Dad's pretty good on the fang. Absolutely. Dad, Dad just wolf stuff, especially coffee. So Shandy eventually had a litter of pups, purebred Labrador pups, went to really good homes. We made sure that was going to happen. and But we did keep one, one of the pups, and her name was Jetsy. You remember Jetsy very well, don't you? Absolutely. Jetsy was a ripper. I think Jetsy was the, the dog I remember the most out of being on the farm. By that stage, I was not quite a you know a young child anymore. Because so. had you moved away then? No, it wasn't far away from moving moving away. So I, I think Jetsy was around for about one or two years whilst I was still living in, in, in the family home. Because you and Lyndon went to Perth pretty much on the same day, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. So we... At the end of schooling in in Pemberton, we we moved to Perth with 
a lot of our other friends at that stage, we all, all moved to Perth. So there was a lot of things we, I, I suppose, can't remember or, or missed out on or, or whichever from, from moving away. But I, I vivid, vividly recall Jetsy. She was a bit of a character. She was good. She was a good dog. I, lo- I love Jetsy. Especially Shandy and Jetsy together, mother and daughter. They were like two peas in the pod. I remember they, they loved each other, but we'd feed them at the same time. And I'm pretty sure it was Shandy would be eating her food next to Jetsy, but Shandy would start growling, thinking that Jetsy's going to steal her food. And I remember mum going out saying, stop growling with your mouthful. And I was going, no, no, mum, it's talking with your mouthful. And, and she said, oh, it doesn't matter. I, they, they know what I mean. And I'm going, rolling my eyes going, yeah, sure they do, mum. Yeah. Like, they're going to stop. They're, they're, yeah. they're Labradors. They guide their food, those suckers. Oh, absolutely. Old Shandy did, was pretty good on the fang. It was one day, it's the middle of summer. I came home back to, back to the farmhouse and I was the first one back and for some reason. No one was there, but worse still, the, the dogs weren't there, Shani and Jetsy, and same, like Jet, they weren't allowed to leave the yard. They were kind of trained to stay there. And I was going, Where, where's the dogs? Where, where are they? And I, I was looking around the yard, couldn't find them anywhere, and I heard like this echo from down, probably about half a mile down um, around the dam areas. We had this uh, irrigation dam, nothing like the Hoover Dam in the States. It's more like a, in comparison, an irrigation puddle. So the, um, and they were there. They were there. I got the binoculars out and I, I, I tuned in and they were having a, a wow of the time, splashing in the water. They were covered in mud. You could pick it up in the binoculars. And then they must have spotted my car and gone, whoops, we're in trouble. We didn't realise someone would be home so early. I don't know how or why they decided to do this, but they thought they'd walk back to the house, but not in a direct line, in a weaving line, like commando style, through the tall grass, and they'd be undetected. Now, the problem with tall grass in Australia, middle of summer, there ain't no grass. So that was the flaw in their plan, but they decided to do it anyway. So I was in the lounge room, and I had the binoculars on them. And I was at first going, what, what are they doing? And then I started laughing, going, they're commando. They're, they're weaving their way through undetected back. And they were sort of weaving, not a couple of feet this way, a couple of feet that way. And I watched them get closer to the yard. And you could see their, their demeanor start to get happier and happier, going, we, we've, we've done it. We've done it. High paw, like high five, high paw. So I, I dropped the binoculars, ran to the my bedroom window because you could see them come down the side of the yard and then ran to the backyard and just kind of stood there. They appeared round the corner. They looked like the happiest dogs, covered in mud, covered in mud and whew, smelling. And then they just stopped and sat with their tails between their legs. I was standing there with my hands on my hips and I was biting my tongue, biting my lip trying not to laugh but they cracked me and I started laughing and they knew hey cool John's uh John's the man so they was just so excited but I thought we'd better get you cleaned up and then get the hose out get the towels out so cleaning one dog especially a Labrador you know washing them is hard enough two of them it was just absolute mayhem so I'd try and clean Shandy and then Jetsy would grab the other towel and ran off and then I'd get Jetsy back and then I'd try and clean her and then Shandy was going and rolling in the grass. I think I, I think I gave up because it was like so hot. It was 
the temperatures were so warm that I think all the water dried up and it became undetected stories. Growing up on the farm, always having dogs around, that was definitely my my introduction to awesomeness of having having dogs. So fast forward from all of those times and Shandy and Jetsy were still still with the family. Family farm was sold. Mum and Dad had bought a block of land in town and they were going to build there. And they stayed. Um, they stayed with Mum and Dad for a long, long time in their, their house in Pemberton when, when it was built and, and loved life. And we were all off doing our own things. I think I was went off overseas for about two years and came back and um, Shandy and Jetsy were so happy to see me which was um which was really lovely it was yeah it was a, it was a sad day when when shandy passed away sad day for dad I, he didn't say too much but it really upset him being such a dog lover and i remember him placing her in in the in the garden and i believe they placed or grew a white waratah tree on top of of shandy to match her color and then that was really really sad for Dad. Sad for us all, but Dad had stayed really close to close to that dog for for all of uh, all of her life. Where we, we were we were close, but we also went off and did our own life stuff. And then even with Jetsy, like Dad was into woodworking, then he'd go down the back shed. Jetsy'd go and spend the day spend the day with him, just um, hanging by his side, and they were inseparable as well. And yeah, that was uh, that was sad for for Dad as well when when Jetsy passed away in Lee and but then um, as time's gone on, we've definitely um, taken our own dogs down to the place in in Pemberton where they live now. Tell me about Lola, mate. Yeah, Lola's a female miniature schnauzer. Um, we've had Lola for for just over ten years now, and. We, we've always grown up with large dogs, uh, Labradors, as you can imagine, on the farm, as, as we've discussed. And we, uh, I visited one of my friends one, one afternoon, and they had, uh, they had the, the, the luxury or the joy of having two miniature schnauzers. And I've never seen a miniature schnauzer or, or played with one or, or sat with one. And we, I fell in love with her. I fell in love with, the, with those two dogs. And we one afternoon I brought Tracy along with me and introduced them to the to the two puppies at at my friend Steve's house and yeah she also fell in love with her so we and fell in love with them and we so we decided yeah that's that's the dog for us we had a smallish backyard so we didn't have a lot of room to uh to roll around in or, or have dams etc or or whichever um so it was, it was good to get a another dog in the house so we we went and saw the the breeder and the breeder was was fantastic, very very protective of of who her dogs were going to. So before she'd even say yes to us having the dogs, we'd uh, she'd almost interview us. It was like a job interview, and we had to bring all the all the kids with us, and also have a few pictures of where the where our prospective uh, puppy was going to actually live, etc. So the uh, the clincher was our our youngest son. He is is very much like myself, um, very much like all of our family, and he's got a real real affinity to animals. Um, and animals actually love him. So, whenever he's and digressing a tiny bit, whenever he's visiting his friends or, or whichever, and, and and a classic is one of his friends has, has got a golden retriever, and 
the golden retriever is quite old and and quite crotchety and quite temperamental. But every time he visits visits one of the uh, visits his friend with a with a golden retriever and sleeps over the their dog doesn't sleep where she usually sleeps. She sleeps with Noah, etc. Noah comes home with eyes tearing up, etc. Because he's he's actually allergic to dogs. He absolutely loves loves dogs and 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 dogs and animals love him. But dig- digressing a bit, going back to Lola and very much the same story. I remember going and picking Lola up. From, from the breeder with our uh, with the whole family we, we made it a whole family thing and we brought her home in a in a crate and um, the first night we had her you know we, we made sure she was all safe in in her little pen etc and she she cried the whole night after then she's been in absolutely inseparable um, you know the, the family are in, in love with her she's uh, everywhere we are she is she'll follow us around the house she'll she'll sit on Noah's knee every night she'll Every night she'll crawl up with us in in bed, etc. So she's the most gorgeous little dog, and yeah, she's she's the most excitable dog to see people. Absolutely loves people, and just having a dog follow you through a journey, especially with kids as well. Um, I, I, my kids were very very young when when Lola first came into the family, and you, you see them growing up together. You know, it's a it's a fantastic journey seeing you know the kids. My my oldest Riley has, has travelled the world a bit in the last couple of years. Um, for, for decent st- stretches of time and you, you see Lola when he gets back she's so excited to see him jumping all over him etc so it's we'd be lost without our without our animals and I think that's come from growing up on the farm you know always having dogs I mean for all my memories of of living on the farm or growing up I, I don't think there's many years I've gone without having a pet such as a dog dogs to me are, are just so special they've they have a really, really special place in your heart all the time. Um, you know, there's nothing more exciting than you've had a, or, or comforting. You've had a bad day at work. You're coming home and you, you go through the door, and then your, your dog's sitting there going, "Hey, Dad's home." You know, in, in our in our house, myself and my wife are called Mum and Dad for the dog as well. So, um, but it, it, it's just such a a fantastic welcoming feeling coming home, and especially now with the uh, with the miniature snails and not being a, a big dog scooping her up in your arms and she'll give you a big kiss and a and a cuddle as well just just makes you day so it's, it's one of those things we you know on, on life's journeys um some of the str- my strongest memories have always been having a dog around us whether that's playing cricket in the backyard as a as a youngster or or watching a dog eat a hamburger um it's still the best story best ever. story ever and best. you can never speak about it the way it like the way we no. saw it amazing so I've got one question to ask. Noah, Riley, and Lola, did our sister name them as well? <laughs> I think Natalie was very disappointed she didn't get to name them. Um, I remember getting the messages going, is, is, is the names I've given over okay? Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think she's done a dash with the naming of, of, uh, of dogs <laughs> on our side anyway. Good on you, mate. Thanks for coming along. No, thanks, John. Mm-hmm. 